This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Josh Brown. Hiya. And Ashley Millman. Hello. Do you guys like the old Horizon? Yes. Hell yeah. The old yes. Zero Dawn. Now, word on the street on the internet superhighways that a sequel is coming at some point, and it's kind of been talked about in reference to being at the PS5 launch event, which itself might not even be real at this point. Who even knows? It's coming this year. It's happening at the end of 2020. Is We're it getting though? Horizon Zero Dawn 2 <laughs> as a launch game. I'm going to bet this Confirmed. kind of Dr. Pepper I'm drinking right now on it. I mean, you can. I, I mean, it's meant to be like, look, um, what do you call it? Shown on fifth of February. Then that got delayed until the end of the month. And then I don't even know anymore. But point being, um, that we've all played Horizon. We all loved it very, very much. Ash just finished it the other week. I did a little while ago uh, now, but yeah, did all of the whole main game, did all the DLC, got my little platinum, did all the like finishing all of the trophies. Mm. I had a great time. I loved it. I was like, I'm gonna rinse this game for all it's <laughs> worth. We thought we'd do another um, in our long running series, which doesn't have a name, of games that we like that we like to talk about the sequels for rolls off the. <laughs> we did one for God of War. We did one for Last of Us too. Go back through the archives for them. Wonder why that hasn't taken off. You know? I know. If you sort of ac- acronymed it, it might be way better. <laughs> Maybe, um, but not to worry. So yeah, we're going to talk about Horizon Zero Dawn. Things that we want to see um, in the next game because there's nothing else out there for it other than the uh, one of their C- like one of the CVs for someone who worked at Guerrilla said they were working on foliage. So assuming there's some lovely foliage coming. But doesn't sound like Horizon to me. I'm, Sounds I wild. I want to see some more robots, but I thought we'd just talk about everything. Now, I haven't played it since 2017. I shall be better with the plot stuff yes. than moi. But um, I thought we'd go over like plot stuff. Basically, what do you guys want to see going forward? Because for me, it seems like such a complete story. Well, like as a refresher for the first game, the first one you play is Aloy, you go through, you're in this world where there's robots, where there's people, and it's kind of like the time machine when you've gone so far forward in time that everything has kind of restarted mm. again, like you with tribes, but there's also machines that are kind of like animals running through the landscape and you've got to understand um, where you came from and why and your importance to the world you're in as Aloy. So mm-hmm. it turns out, spoilers, obviously. Oh yeah, full spoilers. What? Um, Aloy is a clone of a, uh, of a scientist called Elizabeth Sobeck. Yes. And uh, there was this massive robotic plague that took over loads of military robots in the past that turned them into world-destroying machines that they couldn't stop, basically. Elizabeth Sobeck and yes. Ted Farrow um, tried their best to stop this 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 
thing that happened um, where all the robots started eating biomass and killing everyone and basically we're going to ravage the earth in 15 months with Operation Enduring Victory which was fighting back against the robots but that wasn't going to work so they set up Project Horizon Zero Dawn instead where yes. they trapped loads Woo! of the smartest minds underground and said right what can we do to stop this and they made a terraforming system called Gaia who is this big composite AI who is in, included with loads of other little um, separate ones that uh -huh. all come together and uh, made all the programming for her whilst they could, whilst they were alive in this bunker. And uh, then basically humanity kind of just died out for a yes. bit whilst they had all of their embryos stored. Um, the Pharaoh Plague with all the robots destroyed the Earth and then went into basically, basically hibernation. Uh -huh. And Gaia kicked in, took over, terraformed the world, brought back humanity... And then a problem occurs. <laughs> oh, gosh. A problem occurs. You're almost there. Which means that Aloy is born, the clone of Elizabeth Sobek, to fix Gaia and stop the world being redestroyed again by the reincarnation of the Pharaoh Plague, which is housed in Hades. Yes, Hades is one of the... So the, the way that the system's supposed to work, from what I remember, was that they have this thing, this Gaia like program, which is, like you said, is made up yeah. of various different AIs. One of them is Hades. And the whole point of Hades is to essentially wipe out the Earth over yep. and over again um, so that like Gaia reforms, that everything comes back, and it's just a cycle that continues until the perfect version of Earth is around. Mm -hmm. So like, you're sort of dropping in, um, you know, seeing that kind of stuff at work and to try and stop Hades. And at the very end of the game, um, Hades the AI, which randomly takes flight and sort of flies around. Yeah. I don't know how, nanomachine cloud, I guess, or something, um, ends up with a character called Silence, who is someone who, like, is, like, an older scientist or something, and he knows... He's a Banuk shaman. Yes, okay, so he knows, the like, the history of the world and mm -hmm. what's going on, and he's the last character to... He houses uh, Hades in this sort of canister yeah. thing. And the fa every other question about the game is answered, but the very end sees him walk away with Hades. Yeah. So I guess yeah. it's, like, what do you guys want to see from there. Yeah, because Silence is, he initially was like the leader of the sort of cult tribe, wasn't yes. he, at the he beginning? Was he was the, tempted by yeah. Hades for a little bit, so we don't really know what's going on at the end, mm. I think. It's weird because Horizon, like you said, Scott, it feels like a complete package. Mm. Like, I remember when I was playing through it and they revealed so much, and I thought that was great at the time, but then it did leave me thinking, where are they going to go with this in mm. the future? And I, I do like that they've got so many, you know, it's it's a complete story, and yet the world is so ripe for exploration. Mm. I, yeah. What would you I don't think? No, no, I totally do. But I just, for me, like I, like I said, like the first one is so satisfying. And like, yeah, I, I was quite like surprised the first time through on how much they answered. They wrap mm -hmm. every single thing up. And I think that, um, is the silence cutscene a post-credits thing? It's after you've defeated Hades. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it is post-credits as a bit, because you go through all the things that he's like, oh, we've got lots to talk about mm -hmm. to his little box of Hades. Mm -hmm. um, so that's obviously <laughs> the thread that they're leaving open to have him as a big bad of the next series or the man who is desperate for knowledge that's going to re-unearth mm -hmm. some ancient technology that then threatens the world again it is not going to be good if they do that i don't think do i don't you think want to see that again no they can do so that's the thing it's like what do they do that sort of poses this because for me one of the biggest appeals to horizon the reason i love it so much is all the philosophical stuff and mm. the idea that like an ai can govern humanity better than like you know it knows us better than ourselves kind of stuff like that which is something that metal gear peace walker did like the idea that only a machine could ever really push the nuclear button because mm. it would have to analyze whether or not a, a nuclear missile could ever be fired now i love those questions of taking humanity out of it and i kind of wonder what they can do with like what silence represents and using hades as this extinction program going forward yeah i mean i love the idea that obviously by the end of horizon more people know what actually happened with the history and stuff mm. the questions i want to see raised and you don't even have to answer them you just have to explore them in the sequel mm -hmm. is what happens once that knowledge is gained does that impact the way these you know mm -hmm. cultures develop mm -hmm. is there is there a issue with taking that past knowledge and like 
taking it forward or I don't know it's like that sort of thing of would you kind of delete this history and have a clean break or would you want to use the mistakes of the past mm-hmm. to inform the present I just think that's quite fascinating and that's where I want to see it go because as much as I enjoyed the first one this is a question I want to ask you to mm-hmm. is I don't really want to see too much jumping back into the past going into the second game I felt like we got a lot of that in the first game mm-hmm. and it was awesome to establish the the backstory and the context but for me I want to know what's happening and like the the present I want to know how this civilization is going to move forward mm-hmm. and and either use what the past has informed but not necessarily you know jump in via flashbacks or anything like that as far as fascinating as it is yeah I kind of wonder if they keep um, like because I loved all the underground tomb stuff it yeah. was like all those like cybernetic like weird like the manufacturing plants and how the, the machines were sort of like self-replicating and stuff but because that's been answered I kind of wonder what you do with that and you know is Silence the main villain yeah. is he trying to use them for something well like the DLC did a bit where it was like the, the machines evolving like with a different program um, mm. Herb I can't remember how to pronounce it. Like Hephaestus. Oh, is it Hephaestus? Like the um, old Greek yeah. thing. Yeah, let's so go with that. That's, uh, I'm that's, probably still wrong. But you never he, know. he basically is, um, or it is, making like demonic versions of the machines, where he's mm. upgrading them to the point where they can be super all annihilating. Um, but I think what I would most want to see in a sequel is basically them rebuilding Gaia and going to the Apollo program and figuring out all that stuff. So obviously she's built up with all the different um, pods of AI. I'd like to see Aloy kind of going to find the housing of each mm. of those and bringing them together to help like with that sort of thing. I think it'd be really interesting to watch it all get put back together to make the perfect Earth um, for what they've got at the moment. Because mm-hmm. then you can have like civil war with the Apollo program, which is all of the knowledge that humankind has, whether people accept it. You'll probably have Banuk people living on the edges who are like, no, well, we praise this. We live in the mountains. Mm-hmm. We don't want this. So you can have the religious aspect. Um, even if they go south, like out of the Sunlands with the Sunlands with um, the Kaja and into, I think they mentioned Reavers and stuff and other clans that oh, live yeah. in the south. Like it's a real offhand comment they mm-hmm. make about it. Uh, I'd like to see more kind of other lands and how they're dealing with it because the Pharaoh Plague was worldwide, whereas we stick to a very specific area of America. I think it's Nebraska, maybe. Oh God, I remember when I first went through that game because you get some um, map coordinates at one point, yeah. and I remember punching them in, and it was it was in like Las Vegas. It was like some yeah, yeah, strip like, that was next to Las Vegas. Like yes, the Hoover Dam bothers, in the yes. DLC as well. It might yes. be the Dam thing as well. Um, I guess there'll be like a way for them to explore if the crux of that franchise, one of the core questions, is that idea of like whether an AI knows what's best for humanity than humans themselves. Yeah. I guess that's a way to do that. But um, do you think there's something you'd want to see as well? Probably, yeah. I think it's a cool idea to see, you know, I want to see like a new map. I want to see like a new area. But I think it would be interesting to see how people, because if I I recall, I was brushing up on the the plot. Mm -hmm. Isn't there a thing where the program initially was going to clone humans as they were before, you know, the extinction event? They weren't supposed to be in like these tribes. That was like a malfunction. That's, I mean, I've mentioned this so much, but like that's like the crux of the reason that I really fell in love with Horizon is like, yeah, that's one of the crux questions that Ted Farrow asks of all. Well, he, he forces through with all the scientists where he deletes all the uh, human knowledge yeah. so that everyone's forced to regress and start over again because he thinks that by providing something like, you know, the plans for a nuclear bomb, they'll just go out and make one. Yes. And I love that as a comment on human nature. That's kind of, I'm, I'm throwing this around in my head because I don't know if I want to see it, but I do think it would be an interesting avenue to take. If you do see certain tribes like sort of embrace that technology, mm. maybe they start rebuilding old structures, like rebuilding the skyscrapers and right. kind of living in something that's a facsimile of what the old world used to be, whereas mm. you have the people who outright reject it and say like, we don't need that. Mm. I want to see those kind of clashes of cultures and those how technology you know either manipulates or benefits you oh know God. those people. It would be like a western is the thing. Yeah. yeah. I think what would be really interesting is if they looked at people. There was obviously that um, piece uh, where you you're in the um, the goddess temple, the big 
metal door that you go into where mm. there's a bunch of children that are trapped in there their whole life because the door doesn't open for them to get out. Yeah. So if you could you could have um, like people who've been cloned or woken up or the embryos or whatever that are trapped underground and then mm. make it to the surface. Like maybe they've woken up really late, the same as um, Aloy, and they're a group, a new clan or a new tribe of people that get introduced to um, the world as it is and have to figure out what's going on there as you play as one of those people mm-hmm. instead of as Aloy I'd like to play as Aloy but you could go we, yeah way. we can go into character yeah. I've, got, I've got down like do we need to switch protagonists we'll do that in like a little sec but I love the idea because they spell out that the machines replicate at such a crazy fast rate that they've kind of like they have set up that these machines the, the the systems that create the machines work at such a crazy production rate like it kind of reminds me of Death Stranding where it's like here's an immediate motorway because mm-hmm. we need to make it work kind of thing um, even though in that game Kojima does explain how that stuff works and it is based on like current science technology about I don't know, using some weird plant-based algorithm to sort of guess how a machine would come together and then just expedite in the whole process. Just 3D printing. 3D printing, print print you know, it's a way to sort of make bridges in like a second. But I like the idea of, of using that and putting that into, um, you know, like um, tribal humanity or whatever, or mankind or something, and seeing what they would do. Like you said, someone just builds a skyscraper in like a couple of months. And then like, yeah, do people sort of like push back against that? What if like something adjacent to the internet appears and people push back against that? Just if they all end up on like the primitive version of Twitter, and it's exactly the same <laughs> then that's the point I'm making I don't know but they do something like that I'd quite like to see that because I think even in Horizon the first one when you see Aloy especially start to use all of the the older but what we would class as modern mm. tech like it just creates a cool friction I think between you know what those people know and like what you can get out of it and I, I do like the blend of sci-fi and sort of mm-hmm. oh, do we even call it fantasy I suppose just regular fantasy yeah. that um, it, it uses and I do want to see more of that I want to see them get a bit more experimental a bit wacky with especially like the designs I was t- sent to you guys before this and I haven't played the DLC so I don't know how the robots and stuff mutate and that but I want to see just something go wrong with it with right. like the production and I want to see like these crazy hybrids <laughs> going forward like I mentioned the uh, the crow dog thing from Bloodborne that yeah. yells at you oh, God, I want to see yeah. a robot version like a of ro- that <laughs> flap at you and I, 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 would, I, would, I would poo that's <laughs> one of the best jump scares in gaming is the first time you come because it just looks like a bird mm-hmm. on the floor should be fine and then it barks like a dog and it's the worst <laughs> thing ever yeah I mean they could go down that route I mean, that's the thing it's like how much do they explore that idea that the AI is perfect the whole way through mm. and that humanity knows better maybe humanity's tampering and it results in these hybrids well you could go full like upgrade the movie and make yes, it, and, and make everyone uh, stick AI in themselves and be like weird cybernetic zombies and then you could have a zombie game for Horizon <laughs> which would be a really weird way of doing it but I think I think the evolution of like Josh is saying flesh mm-hmm. and uh, and science into <laughs> one morbid like encasement would be interesting I am so for cyberpunkian transhumanism this yeah. meat this meat bag that we call a body thank you it's much leave better it behind. <laughs> you know the flesh I mean? and the <laughs> the flesh of the enemy the flesh of fallen angels I would get rid of all that stuff and give me like tr- like you know like cool little like metal legs yeah. and cool stuff like that maybe make it I don't know this, actually there's so much cool stuff you could do with mm. that that would be awesome yeah um, Yeah. speaking of um, character stuff um, do you think there's more that you do you just stick with Aloy, Aloy because they've done such a great job at establishing her or because, based on where she's at at the end like her arc is pretty much done mm. um, would you change the character like would you want to go back to Aloy I'd be up for a new character or a, create your own character she's maybe. quite uh, like Aloy is such a headstrong like she is her character mm-hmm. she knows what she wants she's very determined she is what she is, is made to be yeah, basically yeah. and when she throws her spear away at the end obviously she leaves it in Hades and then people go up and try and touch it and like ooh look at this spear <laughs> I'm gonna grab it uh-huh. um, I think that's definitely her kind of resigning herself to learning about her past And I, but I also think she's absolutely the person that would take on the mantle and be like right I'm gonna save the world again like right. get out of the way guys let's deal with it because mm-hmm. she is Elizabeth Sobek who was 
the absolute OG of the old world. Yeah. So like for that to continue, I think would be what's right. But I also would prefer a new character. Maybe love. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'd like to see Aloy again in a new situation. Mm-hmm. But I think the option to play another character, even if it's one that shifts halfway through, you play someone new and then Aloy comes back mm. and then you can play her. That I would love if they had Metal Gear Two or Assassin's Creed Two did where they mythologize her by letting you play someone else and you build up to meeting yeah. them again. Like I remember that bit in Assassin's Creed Two where you hear about Altair and you I don't even, you don't even see him. I don't think in Two. Um, you get like, so, you no. get like diary entries. Oh, yeah. he's been up to this for the last couple of thousand years. Like, yeah, maybe they jump way far in the future mm. and it's all the ramifications of what was left behind. Um, what do you think in characters? I'd quite like to see that, actually. Mm. I, I, I I would take either. I do really like Aloy, and I think mm. that you could, exactly what Ash said, like just pick back up with her because she's mm. like this headstrong character. And I would like to see her sort of try to strive for her own identity because that's kind of what she's doing in the first game but mm. obviously everyone's sort of treating her as this kind of well at first an outcast and then this kind of weird messiah figure mm. so I want to see her sort of embrace her own identity but at the same time the idea of jumping into the future I think works from a narrative standpoint as well because it gives you like you said the first game kind of wrapped up most of the storylines and if you jump forward and you see how the world's changed in the wake of that mm. and then you do see Aloy from you know a different perspective as this figure I think that would be kind of cool someone who perhaps has grown up like in the wake of the events of the first game mm. and it has become mythologized mm. in that way I think that would be quite a cool starting point as well I guess if you do that you've kind of got to like do away with silence but then it means that you don't have as much of an expected villain like I kind of wonder what you do for villainry in this because like mm. Horizon hasn't got like a main villain it's more that you're trying to find out what happened in the past and then like you know sort of well Hades like, is the main villain yeah I don't know yeah I guess so he but becomes like the final it? boss but like for me it was always like the mystery was the driving force as opposed to like yeah, yeah well, like each, each like uh, underground bunker had its own mystery to solve mm. didn't like oh what did it come from in the past what was Horizon Zero mm-hmm. Dawn was Operation Enduring Victory actually real um, which is a good way of doing it but I think uh, I think it would have to be something that Silence is behind from the way that they right. set it up which m- makes me lean a lot more towards the cyberpunk stuff we've spoken about mm-hmm. where he could be like experimenting on things he said he had a workshop for experiments that he True. takes you to so he could be messing with something that ends up um infecting the gameplay yeah mm-hmm. i would like that because that does link back into the sort of the i the i the theme of whether this technology is good or bad you know what i mean yeah, he, yeah. he's someone who takes it too far and obviously mm-hmm. shows you the the negative side of it if that's what happens mm-hmm. and then you have like the counterbalance which is i guess aloy who can integrate it more seamlessly to help humanity mm-hmm. i think that sort of is a natural next step you'd assume you would i think that he does need to be involved this podcast is brought to you by eHarmony the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss this podcast is brought to you by indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates 
fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, probably. I, mean, I think I just, I'm always curious how much they planned out ahead of time because they are so confident in answering so much stuff in the first game. It's like, did they have like a, you know, like a three, like a trilogy planned out? Did they like see this as like their next kill zone? Are they going to do like X number of installments? Like, you know, I kind what, of wonder how much they're holding back. What I wonder is whether, obviously, like you said, they were, they were, known for Killzone beforehand mm. and this was their first big RPG third person so action game well. <laughs> and it does feel like they've had these ideas forever and they've gone look we might get one shot at mm. this let's just put everything in there and make it as good as it can be mm. and that made for one of the best games but then I don't think anyone could have guessed how successful it was going to be mm. I think it was always going to be big but I remember when the sales and stuff were being reported at the time and it was genuinely like massive mm. and it just showed that people were ravenous for it but I do wonder if it's a case of they over the pudding because they might not have gotten another shot and now you might have got kicked back to I mean, kill that's zone. why it's taken so long like i mean Maybe. we've barely seen any word of it i know it's in development but it's like three years now and there's not like you know there's not a logo drop there's not sony saying hey look forward to more horizon like i don't think the credits ends with like checking next time even though we know there is no, like more coming it's just a bit of the silence stuff i'm pretty sure or the silence stuff is at the end anyway mm. and the, the actual credits themselves are just going through a cauldron it's mm-hmm. just looking at different cauldron things there's no like little hints to be gleaned from there maybe mm-hmm. maybe Aloy will make her own cauldron that's gonna be Ooh. the next game that'd be kind of cool let's talk about um combat stuff like what did you guys think of the, the gameplay overall did you tire of it over time was it perfectly paced you're shaking your head jb <sighs> <laughs> oh man like I spent a solid week it was a chef's I, kiss there a chef's kiss yeah chef's kiss I chef's kissed um, I spent a solid week um, with Horizon Zero Dawn just absolutely hammering it so. and um, I, I loved how reactive it was I loved it's the only game where you know when you get those sort of trials or those challenges uh, that are side missions I wanted to do them all because right. every single new scenario it threw at me was so dynamic and so interesting I remember the first time I herded a bunch of the bigger sort of more cattle like robots mm-hmm. into a little trap I'd set up and they all went tumbling down yes. and I thought this might be the best gaming moment of my life I don't think it gets any better than this and the fact that I still think about that more than the plot all these years later yeah. is 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 something special I think and I do think they had just such a robust and interesting set of mechanics and weapons in the way like all, all, all action games. I'm gushing over it now. All action Gush, games like this mm-hmm. like to say that they have this, you know, responsive world. They have this ecosystem that doesn't matter if you're not there, it's mm-hmm. going to work. And one of the only times, ironically, considering their robots, it's properly felt alive for me was Horizon Zero Dawn. I mm-hmm. felt like they all had their own individual behaviors, and it was like I was battling these distinct wild animals and having to play on their terms rather than them playing on my terms. Mm-hmm. I just want to see that hopefully expanded upon with a new and more interesting creatures this time around. I do want, I can't remember whether, because you can take control of some of the animals and make them fight each other, mm-hmm. but I don't think yeah. they fight each other naturally, quote no, unquote naturally. No, it's, it's only if you use uh, like corruption mm-hmm. arrows or if you um, override them with your big yeah. stick. Because I wonder like whether that, because you could explain it away as being like, well, it was AI driven, so they don't design creatures that then fight each other because they're trying to live in harmony until mm-hmm. Hades comes along and wipes everything out again. But at the same time, like building on what you said, Josh, like you could have like an entire ecosystem of like, you know, like a stormbird comes down and plucks a rhinoceros 
first thing off the ground and flies away with that. Like, I would love to see those things, kind of well, like Skyrim stuff. Yeah, maybe that could be like an interesting angle, actually, because like you said there, in the first game, they are designed to just kind of keep the earth like ticking away, keep mm-hmm. the keep the environment like, you know, thriving. They're not programmed to attack humans or other animals. Mm-hmm. But what if in the sequel, they sort of got their own, you know, sentience? What if, what if, what if <laughs> yeah. they became more than just a program and they suddenly knew that they were not alive, well, alive, I suppose, but individual creatures and they, they could, mm. you know, have their own little ecosystem when they're battling If you're going to take something from stuff. Far Cry, like, yeah, if you yeah. like, un- I can't think of the rest of the names of the different creatures other than you mentioned Stormbird before we came in. But Stormbird, like, Thunderjaw, Grazer. Thunderjaw's like the T-Rex type yeah. thing, yeah. Like, if you could unleash them on, like, a whole, like, you know, bandit camp of random yeah. bandits, then I would take stuff like that. The, well, you, you, you can override all the ones. Mm-hmm. I think um, Thunderjaw's the only ones, if I remember rightly, Thunderjaw's the only ones that were made for humans to hunt because they started, like, adapting the terraforming systems as, and, as in all the creatures mm. um, because humans were hunting them for the parts and stuff so they had to start defending themselves right. and then uh, because they wanted big game and stuff guy was like here have a thunder <laughs> I could have pulled that out my ass but I uh, that sounds like it makes sense I think that's, that's what they were so if Gaia evolves and sees how um, civilization is forming and responding more to that and making more machines mm. that people can like mess with and uh, fight and that sort of thing it could be that, that, that she releases um a whole new wave of creatures that mm-hmm. do attack everything, like not just defend themselves against humans, but just start like. Because you like, remember what happened last time? Yeah, like yeah. just start absolutely ravaging each other. And mm-hmm. I like that because it's not necessarily it doesn't make those uh, robots animals like evil or anything. It's just that humans are now more confident and take them on because they kind of they understand them more. So in response well, to that, you need to ha- let them defend themselves. Yeah, and if sense. anything, it's a bigger comment on humanity. We're the yeah. ones who went out there and broke everything. And it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, we took all the parts. It's like if you just left this alone, it'd be totally fine. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Once again, humanity is the blot on the landscape. Um, yeah, Ash, what do you think of the gameplay over time? Oh, I thought that like the combat and the gameplay and everything was perfect. Mm. The only thing that I found is that I was absolutely OP with the slink because you oh, can okay. just like it's just throwing the bombs and I would just like load <laughs> up on blaze, like throw a load of blast bombs and just be like, huh, suck it, guys. <laughs> uh, I had to like censor myself in the middle of that. Um, but yeah, I, I, that was the only like thing I had with it. But the hunting grounds were perfect there were perfect mm. amount of challenge um they made you use every weapon you had the secret like tutorial missions that you have to like search through the objectives for to then do the tutorials for were really good and mm. should be part of the main thing like when you get a new weapon you totally. have to do the tutorial for mm. it um because there were like little challenges in themselves but the hunting ground's perfect the dlc hunting ground was the best one of all of them like purely that. because it was so hard there was a uh. like it was like an extra challenge by uh, a side quest where she comes down and it's like oh hey you're going to do this with the amount of, amount of arrows I give you and the types I give you. So you have to do it with like um, a bunch of normal arrows, five fire arrows and uh, a couple more. And mm-hmm. then um, fight like six waves of, of, of machines. And it, it, oh, it took me hours like, to get the, the three uh, suns, yeah, yeah. whatever they're called in the Banuk territories for mm-hmm. it. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to see more of that for um, expanding on weapon sets and different things you can do with them but I think mm. they got it bang on combat was perfect gameplay yeah. was perfect the only problem I had with Horizon Zero Dawn actually the one mm. criticism I have is a little bit to do with the world building okay. because I thought you, well, you're gone, yeah, yeah. the world building as in the actual environment perfect and the cultures and societies great but the one thing I found a problem with was that it's supposed to be set up as this massive matriarchy with all the women in power mm. and these like uh, literally matriarchs that run over these villages that's why Aloy gets cast out at the beginning oh yeah I've got yeah, a mum so blah. exactly so mothers are the all powerful force in this world yet 
it's still, <laughs> so not that exactly the, yeah. men are still saying sassy things to Aloy everywhere like, there's, there's one bit where I walked past I walked past a fella at the end of the game and uh, if you do all of the Sunhawk stuff and um, uh, get your uh, hawk to become the Sunhawk of the lodge um when you do all of the hunting uh, the hunting lodge stuff mm. um, it's a woman that takes over and I was walking around at the end and it was like the idle NPC chatter and the one guy said to the other turned to it oh yeah that woman's head of the, the hunting lodge now because all of her male family died oh what an idiot and I was like <laughs> I was like excuse me it's, thought... it's supposed to be this all empowering game for yeah, women yeah. and women in control and matriarchy and all this sort of thing and they just it's supposed to be the world starting again mm-hmm. and it's still a patriarchy with like horrible little comments coming out it just should have been absolutely the level level playing field or committed to the matrix. Right, 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 is that right. not another great comment on humanity that even though that happens I was going to say is that not what they're trying to do because <laughs> yeah. they, they make it so that um, Aloy's tribe at the beginning like they're the ones who like they cast her out because she hasn't got a mum and mm. that's the whole thing that's the, the my favourite scene in the game is the, the bit when they stop praising her because they realise that she does have a mum and the mm. whole I'm not your anointed scene is like my favourite thing um, but yeah I wonder how much like that's meant to be intentional oh, no it's just, really annoying it it's just yeah. incredibly annoying you get uh-huh. in so many obviously speaking as a female gamer yeah. Uh, you get in so many games where it's like, oh, a woman can do how impress a woman, wow. <laughs> and then like, whereas for men, it's like a power fantasy, it's whatever, it's the same. So mm-hmm. for it to happen in this, which was such a female fronted game, which had so many women in different roles that were empowered, doing powerful things, but then coming with a caveat of, oh, I became the master of my like an Osaram woman saying, oh, I became the master of my own forge because if I stayed in the Osaram lands, I would have been a forge wife. And I was like. Like how? Why? Yeah, why? Yeah. Like, it's so close game, you know what I mean? There's no yeah. need. That's the one thing that ruined it for me, like as in, it didn't ruin the game. That I had a great time with the game. The thing is, you have to excuse it because it happens so often with mm. things like where it's just like, okay, this is the norm. Let's paste it over this fantasy world we've mm. made. It's just me going on about it. Like No, about, but they, that, that's a really good point though in terms of the thing that they, they make a big deal out of that. The yeah. first, one of the first choices you make is in response to bullies because of that, what, because mm. you don't have a mum. So it's like, if you're going to set this world up in that way, then you could address it more naturally. Mm. I mean, it's you're like kind of coming up with an entirely unique context to address it mm. but then they don't really do much with that yeah, yeah that'd be a really good thing to put into the next one um, what do you guys think in terms of um, location stuff you mentioned location change before um, do you think they should just change it all together or is there more you can do with this world like for me, a specific I'd, location for me I'd change the location I mm. feel like we've spent enough time in there uh, I would just go somewhere else I don't know where I'd like to go I don't know whether I'd want to go somewhere Japan. where's Maybe. A? Yeah, sure. Let's go. Oh, yeah, let's go overseas. Yeah. There's no there's no reason why we can't go overseas. Street Fighter 2 did it? Do it. Exactly. <laughs> we could do that, Scott. I don't know. Would Japan. you guys want to see somewhere like that's identifiable where you look at the landscape and think, mm-hmm. oh, I, I kind of know what that's supposed to be? Or no. would you want something oh, entirely I don't, no, new? I'm, I don't want that because no, I love no. not knowing. Like, yeah, that's yeah, the best yeah, thing yeah. for me. Yeah. I like seeing how different the world was like after the whole apocalypse, basically. Like, and figuring out it was Las mm. Vegas was such a neat little part of it. Um, or getting the cool and being able to look that up. I thought that was such a neat little part of it. And then reaffirming it with the DLC with the Hoover Dam is cool because you already know, but I wouldn't want that to begin with to go, oh, okay, we're here. But- yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the idea of like seeing like certain like geographical things like, yeah, like noticing like, oh, this this giant valley used to be like the Hoover Dam or yeah. something. And be like, okay. I keep saying that. I think it is. It's a big dam. It's like, it, that next to Las Vegas. Why not? We don't live in America. I don't know. So yeah. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I'm very sorry if my location is off <laughs> Same. I don't know anything about geography. Barely knew where Wales was until a few years ago. So not sorry. <laughs> but um, <laughs> in regards to, um, yeah, like, you know, you're going so far into the future that I like the idea that you can still play 
place, um, you know, rock formations. Like if you went to somewhere, the Giants Causeway or something, which I think is in Ireland. Again, geography, geography, don't know. But if they had like random things like that, who knows? We're all shrugging shoulders. Um, but if they did something like that, you could at least go, okay, that's that place. I must be here. As opposed to this is a, you know, a broken down version of like the Sydney Opera House or something like yeah. that. I would rather they did things that played into Earth, like and played into the way that like, you know, like the, the Earth's been left kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I think they need to do more with the location overall. I don't think you could just repeat the same thing, even though a lot of games do yeah. for the sake of turnaround. I'm having some kind of thought, and it might mm-hmm. just be completely wrong and broken, and not even make sense. But obviously, like Hoover you said, next to Las Vegas, mate. <laughs> I'm, literally, I'm literally googling it. I it is. Think, is it? It is because it's in Fallout New Vegas. There's the Hoover Dam there, that. so it's got to be in there, man. That's that's only that's you know how I know geography. I learned geography from Metal Gear Solid One when Liquid Snake is like, um, oh, is this thing in Lopno, China? And I was like, well, Lopno, Lopno must be in China. There you go. He says something else about somewhere being in Russia. Anyway, you were gonna make a point. I can't remember, but I have something to add to that. When I used to watch Supernatural, the the two Winchester brothers were from, um, I've forgotten it, Lawrence, Kansas. (laughs) And when I used to make wrestlers in WWE games, I used to always put them from Lawrence, Kansas. Anyway, Uh, what was I saying? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes, yes, that's it. Detroit, Michigan, genuinely sim. Anyway. What's this podcast about? Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn 2. You were going to say something that started with the Hoover Dam, but it's not there anymore. (laughs) I I don't think it is the Hoover Dam. I've gotten so stressed by this. I don't think it's Hoover Dam. I think it's just a dam. dam. I think it's a a dam. dam. I thought it was like a... Associated it. Is it not um, the Great great Valley? It's it's called the Great Catch in the Frozen Wild. What's that big one called that everyone goes to that's the the big valley? The Grand Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. The Great Valley. Grand Canyon. That's what call it. Not the same as the Hoover Dam. No, but it's a big valley, and I think that thing's next to LA. LV? At this know. point, we're not going to really edit this podcast, know. so you know we'll just put it all up. <laughs> this is all corner. Someone will come find us on on Twitter and let us know. Yeah, shout what us. Landmarks yeah, please. next. Tell us what Greycatch is. So we just city. decided it's Hoover, Hoover Dam. Anyway, uh, we might as well end on a very quick roundup of some uh, little wish list features that we put together before we came in. Uh, one thing was the idea of riding way more creatures because yes. they let you ride um, like their sort of horse adjacent things. Um, but I want to get. I mean, you mentioned a stormbird. I definitely mm. want to get aerial. Like, I think that'll be a really cool way to yes. get around. I'd love to fly on a storm, but no, um, I think uh, being able to ride things, I really wanted to ride a Thunderjaw like the whole way through oh. or get on the back of a um, the sneaky ones with the, the big one that tails. goes invisible. Yes. Yes. Like, oh my God, the names. Oh, like, I want to say Splicer, it's not a Splicer. Panther? No, it begins with an S, but the sneaky Electric tail Panther. boys. That's it. That's yeah, the last one. Exactly. Uh, I'd love to get, I'd love to be able to ride one of them because mm. they'll obviously go invisible and sneak around and mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. So that would be really good. Cool. You mentioned before, Josh, about like hybrid stuff as well. Do you think like if they just yeah. did, if they made a point of, because the whole, one of the other cruxes to the combat is like figure out how to take these things down, shoot this specific uh, part on the body or whatever and take something down like step by step. If they hybridized it, at least that would shake the combat up a bit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like if maybe in combat mutations you know something starts to change then you need to switch up your approach and you mm. use different arrows and you use different weapons I think that would be quite cool because I do think that for as good as the combat was by the end of the first game you had a mastery over most of the mm. um, most of the environment most of the enemies and you sort of knew how to deal with them and I think you need to recapture that sort of sense of mystery and unknown of I don't know what this thing is I don't know how to take yeah, it down and it then out. you eventually you know you start to you know dominate conquer the landscape yeah because like I, with me with the combat i i think it was like pristine but i could see every game they were pulling from it was like it's the tomb raider bow and arrow combat it's the hitman or the hitman or the assassin's creed like uh, the vision mode to see what you mm. need to aim at it was like well the, the hitman style you know you're going to see the uh, the pathway something's going to take so you know where you need to wait it's the tall grass from assassin's creed it was like okay i see everything you've pulled from but mm. like i want an original mechanic that you can call your own and go okay horizon pioneered this thing and so like for me it's like i either that comes through the way that you tackle monsters maybe you have to break them down in a specific way because i love at some point you fight uh, 
like one of the bigger ones and you can tear like a cannon off it and then like use that on something else. And I was like, okay, start comboing these things together. Like yeah. make me think that way. Well, this was it. By the time I got to the end game, I felt a bit too overpowered because I was mm. using the same tactics over and over again in a way that I wasn't before. Like you mentioned the cannon. That's yes. all I used towards the end, man. So I would fun. rip yeah. that cannon off blow everyone away and then I'd be more or less done in it nothing really posed a challenge mm. and that's not because I'm really good at the game it's just because the game gives you all these tools yeah, by the yeah. end of it I mean I think it works in regards to like at that point you've played for enough time that mm. when you come across that thing that you're more confident to take it down and you realise that you can use some part of uh, one of those creatures against the rest of them mm. um, but I like the idea of that combat chess kind of feel becoming more of the combat overall rather yeah. than just like like you said with the blast uh, the, the slings like, yeah, or like yeah. using the, tear arrows or whatever the shield weaver armour as well mm. when you find it from that bunker if you go running around with that on that there's just no nothing stands a chance like, <laughs> yeah. it worked in the DLC because they kind of counteracted it for if you were really OP but in the actual mainline game like I've defeated Hades first go whereas I've really? heard that loads of other people had a massive problem with it whereas like I did everything in the game had the like armor on had like 5,000 plays <laughs> and no it, it took a while still but I was like oh oh no that, like, <laughs> I, I feel like this is too much oh god I got stuck on that thing for like 3 hours because I ran out of all ammo so I had yeah. nothing I was just sitting there going like well my save point is here with no ammo and oh. I'm just like just sat here going like cool I'll yeah. guess I'll melee him to death like, eventually <laughs> um, but yeah those are our sort of general thoughts on what they could do for the next Horizon game but let us know what you think down no I keep saying down across on YouTube or not even there on Twitter <laughs> it's yeah. not even a video podcast anymore <laughs> again we're not editing it come find us on social media and let us know what you think also where the Hoover Dam is where is the Hoover Dam it's not in Grey Catch in the Frozen World so please forgive me until then though this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast and I've been your host Scott Tilford joined by Josh Brown goodbye and Ash Millman. Please don't shout at me about the Hoover Dam. Goodbye. I mean, I'm going to. Bye, though. Bye. 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 ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.